0: And the teams all back together.
1: Yeah, Woo! the boys are back. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the boys are back in town. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. they are. Boys being used Except... a more like a more liberal sense of the word. And by
1: town, yes. San Diego, and Japan, but same right. thing.
0: By town, you mean the podcast? Yes, podcast town in your ears. Podcast
1: yeah. towns yes
0: the humans are back on the podcast boys meaning co-workers on this podcast <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yes. hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the faith to go podcast you are a one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family my name is David Tremaine and I'm the director of outreach and faith formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego
2: I'm Maya Little Sonia and I'm the youth minister I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital resource Curator.
0: And the team's all back together. How many weeks has it been since I was on the podcast? Three weeks? Yeah. Three! Three weeks Jackie and Maya have been holding down the podcast for it in an amazing way. Maya, last week all by herself. I'm Killing. sorry. That was incredible. Very, ama- very impressive. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, I have been very happy to be away for the last three weeks, and also really happy to be back. So I'm so excited to be back on the podcast Uh, I do miss my baby, though. But I will see him soon. Don't worry.
1: What's happening with George? What's up with that?
0: What's up with George? What's up with that? George was born on July eighteenth, two
1: 2018.
0: He was 6 pounds, 5.6 ounces, 19 and a quarter inches long. And his full name is George Hyde Tremaine. And he was named after my great grandfather, George Gordon Hyde.
1: I thought you were going to say Gorge. <laughs> Gorge.
0: Gorge Jordan Hyde. I was concerned. George Gordon Hyde, who was also the person that my grandmother named my dad after. Oh. But she named him Gordon. So they have, like, not the same name, but the same initials. So George has been alive now for three weeks and one day. Wow. Well he's been alive for longer than that, but he's, I hope been, he's enjoyed he's himself been in the world. thus far. He's been in the outside world for that long.
2: He's been breathing his own air.
0: But he is awesome. He's awesome. His mom's awesome.
2: Yeah, she is. Mary yeah, Lynn's they doing are. Great. Yeah, she's
0: amazing. I know. You're so all amazing. It's been just the most incredible experience to be a dad for oh. three weeks. So we'll see what happens next. So we are in man, what, what is 14. The week we're in? proper, proper fourteen? Wow. Thir- yeah.
2: We're in the week of proper after 14,
0: or to Jackie, proper 13 plus 1, uh, the week of August 12th, and like every week, our Faith to Go resources are based on the gospel reading for this Sunday. You can find all those uh, Faith to Go resources at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go, where you can also sign up for a weekly email that comes out every Sunday that includes all of the resources, so you don't have to go on the webpage, you can just use the email. Um, but before we get into it, Maya is going to read the gospel for this Sunday, which is from the gospel of John chapter six, verse 35 as an introduction. And then verses 41 to 51. Yeah. Take it away.
1: Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They are saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain about yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I, and, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, And they shall be t- all taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God, who he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will, give for li- I will give for life of the world is my flesh.
0: So, this is uh, the most recent in a long line of gospel readings from John. Uh, there's been at least three weeks of John. Four weeks, yeah, I think. Four weeks of John. Four to five, yeah. So, we're on a string of John here, and we've heard uh, the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, last week, Jesus introed this bread of life imagery. And we're diving a little bit deeper, and Jesus is explaining what exactly he means by I am the bread of life. So, like we talked about um, maybe a couple months ago when we had a gospel reading from John, John has all of these I am statements from Jesus, seven of them. And I am the bread of life is one of those seven. And, again, it is a metaphor in the same way that the parables are stories that that point to some deeper truth than just the words in the story Jesus is using this metaphor and explaining it in a way that points to some deeper truth than just what may be the words on the surface. And it seems, especially in next week's Gospel, which we'll read next week, uh, people are getting a little tripped up on the words here. And have been for all of history, really, when you think about the history of the interpretation of the Eucharist, transubstantiation and what happens when the priest lays their hands on the bread and the wine and what it means to eat the body and blood of Christ, all these all these things. And Paul will reference it later And that people were talking about Christians like they were cannibals, talking about eating flesh and blood, and not it's not pleasant. real flesh and blood. And Jesus is kind of trying to say that here. So uh, we're each going to highlight one thing from this reading that we hope you take into your conversations this week. And Jackie's going to go first.
2: Uh, mine comes from verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And I was reading a commentary on this that talked about how, you know, part of that isn't true. We are called by the nature of our faith and how our faith changes as we grow and experience things that we are called to be hungry for Jesus and hungry for knowledge and hungry to learn more. Um, And lately I have been thinking a lot about my privilege. My privilege as a a middle-class American and my privilege of being married to someone who has a stable job uh, and my privilege of being able to have, you know, a, a seminary degree from a great seminary with a great scholarship program. Um, and in that I was, I was thinking about how it is privilege to, to us and to a lot of people that will listen to this podcast to not know what it's like to be hungry or to be thirsty. And so we think of that in a way that is intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are people in this world that are truly hungry and truly thirsty and, you know, we are still called as Christians to tend to that need, to tend to those people that are hungry and are, and are thirsty, even, even though they believe, you know, we are still called to meet their needs in this world and in this life
0: now. I, and again, thinking about this as something more than actual bread and actual wine, It seems like Jesus is saying, if you engage in this deeper life that I'm inviting you to kind of ingest, uh, like you're saying, you won't necessarily stop. You won't stop. It's not for you to stop hungering for justice and equality in the world, but it is a way of being uh, satiated with the work that you're doing and with your own interior life. It's almost like that... Like engaging in that path that Jesus is inviting everyone on is engaging with like this chaos of the world that includes Mm -hmm. this injustice that leads to hunger and that leads to economic inequality and that leads to oppression. But that it's not about being happy and now that I'm happy, I can just stop working for anything. But knowing that in striving for peace and equality and justice, we will be satisfied in our journey, in our striving. And, right. and I think that's the thing. That's what he's trying to get at here is like it's I'm talking about more than just food and drink. Like I'm talking about engaging in a, in a life, in a deeper spiritual life than just being, you know, satisfied physically in your hunger and thirst.
2: Yeah. And and I think that notion of we can't be content, Mm -hmm. you know, like we, we can be happy and we can be joyous and we can, we can be all of those things, but to just be content and not working towards more is in some ways letting, letting ourselves and our potential down. Mm
1: -hmm. I think, um, I would only be fully satisfied in a sense of like, okay, I'm good when every single one of my siblings in creation has the sense of both emotional, um, yeah, emotional and, and physical, uh, satisfaction. And so because I have felt both the physical like fullness and, the, uh, um, and I have the privilege to do so. And I have felt fulfilled in my, in my faith that I therefore feel called to pay it forward and make sure that and, and hope and tell people, look at this and like, Give people the love and the fullness that I have found mm-hmm. in any way in every sense of the word. So
0: yeah
1: kind of somewhat building off of what of Jackie had said about I think just satisfaction. Um the crowd that Jesus is talking to. So these people have followed him um across like across the sea to Capernaum. Like they followed him after this miracle with the five thousand feeding of the five thousand and the masses. And He says this thing of I am the bread of life and the bread of heaven and then they get kind of disgruntled about it and they seem to be suddenly they they snap kind of from their um, awe and their wonder and their their praise all the way to oh wait, isn't this like the guy that we know? Isn't this Joseph and Mary's son? Mm -hmm. And, And they seem suddenly very, very sure of themselves and what they know and who they know Jesus to be. And I, as far as being satisfied I think this kind of pulls, like, draws from the idea that, as far as easy answers, and I think, like, basic logic, I kind of touched on this last week about how the rules of logic and what we think we know to be true, or what we think we know to be true about God, like, when we hold those things so tightly, it deters us and hinders us from fully being able to experience God because it seems to be that the only a few of the only things and we'll read about this later the things that are really truly holding these people up from truly believing and receiving this like truth and this goodness are just kind of like the the small print like wait yeah. so you're you're the flesh wait so we eat your flesh we eat you're the bread but we ate the bread kind of the logistics of it and i think and a lot of things in faith, they just don't make sense in a way that can be explains the way we were taught how things work or how logic works or scientific reasoning or anything. We just can't explain it. and We can't try, really, at the same time. We have to be somewhat content with the fact that we aren't content. So to kind of build off of what you had said, David, where we know we can't ever fill that gap with logic because I've said it on the podcast before that – Like, faith is a knowing beyond knowing in your mind and a feeling beyond feeling in your body. It just transcends all of that. Um, And I can relate to these people. And I think a lot of especially young people, um, particularly, like, teenagers, um, are confronted with, okay, so here's what, like, you know, just what do I believe? And, And does God exist the way I think he does? And, yeah, I just think it's... Very relatable. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Again, I think it's the same kind of thing that it's a it's a never ending journey of being satisfied by your dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. you're never going to. It's not that we can we can we can be assured that we're never going to fully understand and grasp the truth of the mystery of God. But that doesn't mean that we throw up our hands and say, well, we need to stop trying or stop figuring things out or stop thinking or stop writing or stop right. relating with one another. And so it's, it's, it's finding that third way between the kind of disillusion of everything by saying, well, we can't know anything, so I just say I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And the absolution of... I know I can be so completely certain about these specific characteristics of God. And there's like a a space in between that, which is just like I'm going to continue to be in relationship with myself, with the people around me, continue to know beyond knowing and feel beyond feeling what this experience of God is like and then continue to grow in that and continue to try to articulate it as well as I can. And continue to try to make sense of it as well as I can and continue to take my experience and uh, process it and um, reflect on it and let it transform me in my relationship with other people and with the rest of the world. Yeah, there's this, the, there's a theologian named Catherine Keller and she talks about that absolute, dissolute, and mm-hmm. then the third way is the resolute that way between being absolute in certainty, dissolute in uncertainty, and like a resolute way of like being okay, not knowing, but continuing to try. So the thing that I want to talk about is at the very end, um, Jesus summing up a little bit says, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So there's a a few different things in here. And I think what I see Jesus doing is guarding against the very thing that's going to happen next, which is going to be in next week's gospel, which is a bunch of people saying, well, how can we eat your flesh and drink your blood? Right. Right. And this thing that will happen throughout the history of the church, of people fighting over the nature of the Eucharist, of the bread and the wine and the service, and this feeling that um, if you just are going to church and taking the Eucharist, you're good. Mm. Like you're doing what needs to be done. And I think Jesus is inviting us to something deeper than that. I think the Eucharist on Sunday morning is really important. I think it points to the journey that Jesus is inviting us to walk, but is not the journey in and of itself. No. So Jesus says, Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Clearly, he's not talking about real, actual, physical bread and wine that you can eat and find eternal life, right? This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So the bread is, in Jesus' terms, his flesh. And to me that means the bread I'm going to give you is this life that I'm going to live. Like the bread of life that I'm giving you is my incarnation. It is the incarnate journey of life, death, and resurrection. And so if you eat of it, you will not die because you'll be taking part in this eternal journey of life, death, and resurrection, of suffering and dying and being resurrected and going out to heal the world, and suffering and dying and resurrection again, over and over and over again. And that to me is what the Eucharist is is a representation of as kind of like a deeply symbolic act not that I'm saying it's just a symbol. Yeah. But, <laughs> Hold but on. But deeply symbolic still in that it resonates deeply with us because it it encompasses this idea that what we're consuming, what Jesus is inviting us to consume, is a journey, is a life, is experiences and actions and a spiritual journey moving from suffering to death to resurrection to new life. And we consume that. And so Jesus is doing both of those things. Again, it's not the absolute of um, this is physical bread and wine he's talking about, and it has to be physical bread and wine that he's talking about. And it's not the dissolute of, well, it can't be really anything. It's It just is a symbol. It's something in between. It's this third thing where we are, it is important for us to like go to the Eucharist and, and take the Eucharist as it Points to some deeper spiritual truth that's going on in us. That when we walk out of the church, we're moving around in our daily lives. We're ex- we're becoming aware of this cycle of life, death, and resurrection that Jesus incarnated, and that He's inviting us to take part in through consuming it.
2: Well, <laughs> and I just I think that that is a great weekly reminder. And and daily reminder, you know, when we go to church on Sunday and we eat the bread and we drink the wine, how are we honoring? How are we honoring that notion on a weekly basis and a daily basis in our lives?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, how are we honoring all that Jesus has fed us mm-hmm. with? Um, and and then what are we doing with that? What are we doing with? that every Sunday that we are fed and going back out into the world and how does that change what we, how we live our lives?
0: Yeah. Are we letting it remind us to re-engage with our deeper journey of getting in touch with ourselves and the, the tumultuous life of faith and Mm -hmm. spiritual life that is going on inside of us all the time. And is it leading us to engage with with the injustice and um, oppression in the world? So I think that's three things. Actually, I know it because I can count to three. (laughs) Um, So the first thing is um, about being, remaining hungry, like Jackie was talking about. Hungry to remain on that journey of spiritual growth, and to remain engaged with the uh, journey of the world uh, towards justice and away from oppression. Um, Maya's was about certainty and finding that way between being absolutely certain um, and absolutely uncertain, but that kind of knowing beyond knowing that she talked about. And then the third one was mine, which was about letting the bread and the wine, uh, whether if that's the Eucharist or just specifically what Jesus is talking about in this story, uh, remind us that we're being invited to some deeper journey and that the flesh um, that, uh, that Jesus says he will give for the life of the the bread that he says he will give for the life of the world is his flesh, which is his incarnated um journey of life death and resurrection Mm -hmm. and that we're all invited to so after hearing that discussion maya is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new and interesting jump out of the scripture
1: jesus said to them i am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty Then the Jews began to complain about him, because he said, I am the bread that came from heaven. They were saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless John by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh.
0: All right. Thanks, Maya. Yeah. All right. That's our episode for this week. Uh, make sure to check out all the Faith to Go resources, again, at www.stpalkathedral.org slash faith to go. Sign up for our weekly email that goes out every Sunday. Follow us on Instagram at faith to go. And make sure to go rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back in your feed next week, uh, Sunday, August 19th, with Proper 15. But until then, say goodbye. Talk, talk Goodbye. Bye, everyone.